People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel. I love these episodes. Uh, Julie, no, I let me tell you something. This episode specifically, I was living. At the time, I thought this episode was the greatest thing that's ever happened. This is, which we'll get into in a minute, you guys. This is when they go to Joe Francis's house in Mexico. Shit gets wild. But remember how last time you were saying that you wish you remembered what you felt like in the moment when you were watching this. Uh, you, when I you was were just about to say that this was the first episode that I watched. Or I was like, I remember what it felt like in the moment to watch this. It was the. It was such nostalgia. So for those of you that watched it at the time, you're going to feel that wave of nostalgia that we felt. And for those of you that did it, it's just really fun to reminisce, right? Definitely. Okay. Without further ado, let's fucking get into it. You ready? So ready. Okay. So this episode is titled Brody in the House, and the description is, the girls head off to Mexico for a sexy photo shoot. So if you remember where we left you last time at season one, episode two, was right when Kim and Chris were making up after that whole fight about Chris potentially not being her manager. So this episode starts out, and it's Chris in the living room of the Calabasas Ranch, and she gets a call from Joe Francis, who of course is the creator of Girls Gone Wild. And they're basically having this conversation. He tells her she's, he's still in jail. And she says, like, what can I do for you? And he tells her that Girls Gone Wild is launching a bathing suit line. And he really wants the girls to be the spokesmodels for it. It's Ashley Page Swimwear is the line. And Chris is like, you know, I can't believe you have the time to do this from jail. He's like, listen, there's not much to do in jail, which is just in retrospect, this conversation is such like a historical artifact. <laughs> you know what I was thinking the whole time? I was like, Chris, there's no way you got a call from him from jail that didn't start with an inmate at blah, 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 would like to speak to you. <laughs> First of all, yes. And second of all, the fact that, you know, talk about how much of a rookie, like how rookies they were. She wasn't even on speakerphone here. Oh my God, I know. The whole thing is so like, 
it's so old. Like when she refers to Ashley Page as like couture swimwear, I'm like, oh my God, your standards back then that you considered Ashley Page swimwear to be couture is so funny to me. First of all, yes. But second of all, can you imagine an episode within the last five years that they haven't been on speakerphone? That That's like, come on, that's prime reality television. That's the first thing you do. I know. I know. You're right. So for anybody that's curious, the reason that Joe was in jail was in 2003, the officials in Panama City Beach, Florida, um, attempted to halt Girls Gone Wild from filming, which Joe then sued them for violating his First Amendment rights. And the same officials then arrested him for racketeering. He was released on bond. And in 2006, at a July hearing, the judge disallowed most of the evidence and in January 2007, dismissed most of the charges. So he then pleads guilty to record-keeping violations, was fined $1.6 million, and sentenced to community service. He later pleaded guilty for having contraband in his cell. He served 339 days and paid over $60,000 in fines. So it wasn't a great situation, if we're being honest. No, if you go to Joe Fritz, like everyone's Wikipedia, the legal section, it, it, it varies for everybody, but there's usually some point, but Joe Fritz's legal section is pretty lengthy. Right? It's pretty lengthy, yeah. So for anybody who has heard Girls, Girls Gone Wild but wasn't fully aware of what it was, basically it was an entertainment franchise that he started in 1997. And it was a series of videos. He sometimes would be in them, sometimes not. And it was kind of originally known for their use of, quote, direct response marketing techniques. So that had late night infomercials that started airing like in 1997. And the videos were basically camera crews that were at party locations during spring break, et cetera. And they were following these college-aged women doing really just wild shit, for lack of a better phrase, right? The only way I can describe it is that it was like the OG I'm Schmacked. Hmm, great. Yes, Julie. Remember I'm Schmacked? Of course, I just forgot. I actually fully forgot it until you said it, but now I do. I know um, people who like made their college decisions based on, based on I'm Schmacked. I mean, if we're being honest, the Syracuse one looked lit. Yeah. I know somebody very specifically who came to Syracuse from another country because of that video. <laughs> wow. And since 2008, the Girls Gone Wild products have been sold primarily through their website as streaming videos, downloads, and DVDs, but they then filed for bankruptcy in 2013. I mean, listen, DVD, like same thing with Blockbuster, that just, it wasn't an evolving medium, basically. No, Girls Gone Wild in general in this day and age was not an evolving medium at all. Right. I mean, a lot of the stuff in this episode did not age well, which we'll get into as we do it. So, you know, basically Chris is in her confessional and she says, sometimes people have a negative connotation about Girls Gone Wild, but this bikini line is so fabulous. High-end couture bikini line. Does that not kill you? It killed me. It killed me even more once we get to the scenes where Ashley's there and I'm just watching the dynamic. It was, this was really a trip. I got to tell you, I know I said that last time, but it really was a trip watching. I highly recommend you guys to do this journey with us. I know some of you just listen and don't watch. Just do it. It's so worth it. Yeah, this is like one of the all-time classic episodes too. Yeah. So, you know, in their phone call, Joe basically tells Chris that he's going to send them down to Puerto Vallarta, stay, you know, on his plane. He's They're going to stay in his house, which just a little bit of background, although I think most of you are aware, Joe's house in Mexico is called Casa Aramara. And Mario, Lo Mario Lopez was married there. Scott and Courtney did their trip there for Courtney's 35th. Kim and Kanye honeymooned there. A lot, I mean, throughout the years, they've all gone. It's it's like a staple, I feel like, in the celebrity world in terms of vacation spots. Casa Aramara is celebrity Disney World, celebrity adult Disney World. 
Yeah, it's on 1,500 acres of beachfront property. The rent's anywhere between 12,000 and 45,000 a night, depending on the season. Like, this is not, this is not, you know, this is, they're not fucking around here. I don't know what the best thing about it is. What? Designed by Martin Lawrence Bullard. How full circle, Julie? Well, it's so funny because there's an episode of Million Dollar Decorator where Martin goes to, to the house, goes to Casa Aramara, and I texted Isabel and I was like, I can't remember, did he do a renovation then or was he just going to check up on things? And she's like, no, remember, he went down there because he had to train the staff. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> That's such a, wow. Wow. I just, I don't I know. know. I just, yeah. So, you know, Chris gets off the phone with him. She's so excited. And she tells the girls, she tells Courtney, Kim and Chloe, like, listen, Joe wants you to come. And Rob, <laughs> Julie writes in the outline, be still my heart, a young Rob sitting on the couch. Julie, no. No. I I revert so quickly back to my younger self watching this when I see a young Rob. Me too. Every time. Every single time. I, I've never been a girl to be into guys that wear earrings. Like it's totally fine. It just wasn't my thing. Rob changed that for me. Rob made it a thing. And then, you know what the thing with Rob was and Robin earrings was that a, he made it a thing. Like he made it like, okay. And then he made it so that anybody else who was wearing them wasn't attractive to me because they didn't compare to him. Yeah. Oh, he, he, you're exactly right. He ruined it basically. Yeah. He made it and ruined it all at the same time. Yeah. And so, you know, she tells them they're so excited. And the first question that Chloe asks is, does Caitlin know? And, you know, of course, Chris didn't tell Caitlin. And I think this kind of starts one of the plots of the episode, which is Chris really does keep a lot of things from her because their views are just not aligned. Caitlin is a lot more conservative. Chris is obviously far more liberal and also is building a brand. And she recognizes like sex sells, you know? Right. And that's the biggest thing about Chris. And that's probably the biggest difference is that Chris is so down and so willing for sex to sell, especially with her girls. I mean, listen, she's not stupid. She saw what they turned in the sex tape into. Like she's not about to step back from that medium now. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, the sex tape kind of, if we're, if we're evaluating the way that Chris and Caitlin handle that in terms of their views, they went in opposite directions. Whereas like, I think Chris kind of embraced it as much as a mother can. I was like, okay, let's move on from that. And if we're going to do, you know, if you want to do more sexual things, I'm game. Whereas Caitlin was like, that was the worst case scenario. And if, if she had, if they had it her way, like they'd be in church, you know? Right. It's also interesting, like the role of Caitlin as a stepdad stepping in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they make the executive decision. They're not going to say anything because Chris's whole view is like, why upset her for no reason? Right? Exactly. So next scene, Chris and Caitlin are in their room and she basically paints this, the scene for, for Caitlin that they're going to Mexico. They just want a girl's vacation. Nothing to worry about, right? Like she's lying through her motherfucking teeth. Oh my God. Yeah. She's like, it's just one of those girls trips that we do all the time. Nothing to worry about. Just two. First of all, like they were going to PV for two days. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I forget also how like not it's like not a thing in California to go to Mexico. I feel like. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. I always forgot that too. Like to us, it's like, obviously it's not the farthest destination, but it's a to do when you go. Right. Like you're not going to go for two nights. Right. Right. I was also thinking, I just couldn't help it, but think of how different our Puerto Vallarta experience was being on spring break there when we were in college versus theirs. There is nothing that I could ever compare our, we would have been on Girls Gone Wild if, oh if they were there when we were there. Oh my God. Anyway, so 
And by the way, I know I said this last episode, but I'm probably going to say it every episode and that's totally fine. We, anytime we are referring to Caitlin, we will of course say Caitlin and we will use the correct pronouns. But if we're saying a direct quote, we're just going to leave the quote as is, because like I said last time in our research, that's the respectful thing to do. So if you hear us use a wrong pronoun, it's a quote. So Chris and her confessional says, we have a great marriage and a great dynamic, but sometimes things just work out better if he doesn't know every single detail. And Caitlin says, I think it doesn't make any difference what I think. So I'm going to go with, have a wonderful time. Kind of like happy wife, happy life. That was always Caitlin's response. It doesn't matter what I think, just do it. Like not like you're going to care what my opinion is, always. Right. It's very it's very reminiscent of the, like my dad, I feel like, you know? Yeah, except for the difference is that like your dad is very, like very similar to my dad in the sense where it's like, actually like whatever, okay, just do it. Caitlin, I feel like always resented the fact that she had a very strong opinion that she knew wasn't going to be listened to. Right. That's true. That's true. Whereas my dad like actually doesn't care. He's like, right. makes me happy. Makes me happy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Next scene, they're flying to Mexico on Joe's plane. It's listen to this fucking, this fucking, uh, this, this crew. It's, that's true. it's Scott, Rob, MJ, Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Chris. Like it's stacked. You know what the funniest thing about MJ is, is that they never introduce her. They never introduce her. This is MJ's first appearance in the show, aside from maybe like one scene at the anniversary party they had where they didn't really introduce her. And all of a sudden, MJ's just on the plane going to Mexico with them. When were we, do you remember the first time we were actually formally introduced? Because right now it feels like she's been in the family our whole lives. I don't know. I mean, we'll get there eventually. I think they mentioned her in that first episode when they're at the party or they like, they like quickly panned her and it was like Chris's mother, but like it wasn't a formal introduction. So if you're watching the show and you actually don't know anything, you're like, why is this older woman on the plane with them going to a Girls Gone Wild shoot in Mexico at Joe Francis's house? That's, first of all, that's fucking hilarious. Second of all, I wonder what we thought when we were watching it. I feel like we didn't even pay attention. Right, right. We were, we were just so fixated on Scott and Rob. Like, yeah. Like Rob was, first of all, the funniest thing is like, I, I remember now that I did not find Scott attractive at all. No, not at all. I was always like, what is Courtney doing with this loser? And then he grew that beard and I was like, oh, yes, I get it now. Which by the way, Julie, not to talk about right now, I promise I will not take us off track. But did you see that Elite Daily article today about Scott and Sophia? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. I know, we have to do some- I don't know what I think yet. You what? I don't know what I think yet. I don't know either. I don't know either. I, I I haven't researched it enough yet. To be honest, I was kind of doing like the denial method. Like if I just- don't look at it, it'll go away. That's how um, I feel too. Also, I feel like honestly, the amount of reports we hear about them breaking up and then getting back together are like quite frequent. Yeah. So Chris makes a toast. They're all really excited. And by the way, you know what was so funny? Like watching them on this private plane, it's not like they had never been on a private plane before, but it was definitely a thing. Whereas now private is the mode of transportation. There isn't another option. Like what, they're going to fly commercial? That's unheard of, you know? Right. It was, right. Like you could tell it wasn't their first rodeo, but it definitely wasn't the norm yet. It was as it was not the norm enough to the point where Chris was describing the plane. Whereas now, you know, there's never a time when they fly private where any of them describe the plane in their confessional. Right. But it's not like they walked on. Like you've seen so many reality shows where, you know, it's their first time and they walk on and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like they're looking all around. They're so excited. It's like, you can tell it's their first time. You didn't get that with them with them, but like enough that it was still a special experience. Right. Like they're mostly flying coach. Probably, I mean, not coach, mostly flying commercial, probably first class. Like, yeah, exactly. It was they've been invited on a few, a time or two. 
yeah, of course. I'm sure Robert's, you know, firm, this, that, whatever. So they get to Joe's house and this next scene, the second I say it, you guys are going to remember exactly what I'm talking about. They get there, the mariachi band is playing and Chris tells Kim that there's a spider on her. And we know now that Kim has like basically certified arachnophobia, I think, right? Yeah. This was like our first introduction to this, to that. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. She freaks the fuck out, like full-blown tears, hysteria. The mariachi band is playing, like trying to give them this nice welcoming. And Kim is just not having it. No, like, not at all. She's no, I mean, she, starts, she literally starts crying. She's freaking out and they're all laughing at her because she's being so ridiculous. But it's funny because, you know, you watch some of these scenes and we can see very direct comparisons to now. And it's like, wow, they handle things so differently. But like, a present day Kim Kardashian on the Ellen show reacted the exact same way to a spider. You know, spiders, spiders stay constant. Right. Clearly she, yeah. The arachnophobia thing is just, it's in her. It's just like the not dancing thing, you know? Exactly. It's a part of who she is. And Kim goes, I'm fat enough. I don't need to be put on steroids because I got a big spider bite. I actually felt that rationalization was fair because I hate being put on steroids. <laughs> I was literally... Like, I laughed audibly from that line. Yeah, it was so funny. Also, Courtney and her confessional talking about what a drama queen Kim is, is like the perfect introduction to their relationship. Yeah, she's like, Kim, Kim the little drama queen. She needs all of that attention. Courtney, by the way, Julia, cannot wait to get more into it. I forgot what she was like. You know, you watch these seasons now and she's almost seemed a little weak, a little more timid, whereas she was like a bitch in the best way possible. She was fun. There's no other way to describe it other than so fucking fun. And you can see areas of her personality where she's exactly the same. But I don't know. She just, there was just an air to her that was just, she had the best time no matter what she was doing. I know. I miss that. We'll get it back. She's, she's on the up. She's, she's going to come around. I mean, listen, she was young here too. She was young, pre-kids, pre-fame. It was, it was a very, very different time. I know, but if she does enough of those red light face masks from Poosh, I'm telling you, she's going to feel rejuvenated. I just see That's it. That's something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, she like she's going hard. For, wait, I have to just say, side note, unrelated. I like really respect Courtney's Poosh mission, but that one marketing thing, please tell me you guys know what I'm talking about. A couple of days ago, so bad. where she posted the fake conversation between her group chat saying like, Court, what are you doing with your skin? I was like, you guys are literally marketing geniuses. No, this is fucking below you. It was, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was like definition bad. Yeah. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and... Every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. 
So the next scene, we're back in Calabasas and Brody and Caitlin are at the house hitting golf balls. What I wanted to mention is this episode premiered November 2007 and The Hills premiered May 2006. So at this time when they're filming this, Brody was already, like in addition to being a Jenner, he was already building his reality fame. Like he was known. Right. Like when Brody came on the scene, it wasn't like, who's this? It was like, oh my God, Brody Jenner's here. Right. Which by the way, I don't know if you felt this way. I think he looks the exact same. Oh my God, the exact same, like scarily so. And to the point that we were making before about like remembering what it felt like to first see something. Like I remember what it felt like to see Brody for the first time on Kardashians. I'm going to make a really bold statement. Okay. Feel free to disagree or to be offended. I think, I think I was more attracted to Brody than I was to Rob. It was different. Why? Because Brody seemed like unattainable because he was older. It was, it was just a different level. It was just a different type of attraction. Like there was just something about Rob that was so, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. Like, yeah, Brody is so hot and Brody was so hot then, but there was something about Rob Kardashian, the brother that was, it was just beyond. I know. I think it's because I never associated Brody fully with the family. Like to me, Brody was like the guy from the Hills and they happened to have a place in the Kardashians happened to be Jenner's son. But like with Rob, it was like, he was in it. He was the core of it. And it made him so hot to watch him interact with his sisters was the hottest thing ever. I know. But Brody was the stepbrother, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was about to say, no, but this was like, this was like pre me, obviously watching any sort of like when I was watching this the first time, this was pre me watching any sort of like step sibling porn, you know? Right. But God, if I only, if I knew then what I know now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally that scene when they're on vacation and Brody accidentally walks in on Kim, it was like literally steps of porn was inspired by that scene. I was like, I can't believe you're not stuck in a dryer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. If you don't get that reference, just do your, your research. I know you guys are there. Okay. So basically Brody asked Kaylin how she feels about the girls going to PV for the girls gone wild trip. And Kaylin's like, like, this is news to me. And Brody goes, yeah, she told me they're doing some swimsuit modeling thing down there for Girls Gone Wild. And Caitlin's like, first of all, I thought they were going for a vacation. And she says in her confessional, she's like, why would Chris really lie to me about what's going on down there? And she calls to find out what's going on. And we then get a flash to Mexico to see what's happening. And the girls are in glam getting ready for the shoot. So just to see how like, I guess they were doing the flashes to show how in opposite worlds they were, right? Yes. Like what, what Caitlin thought was going on versus what was actually happening. And Caitlin's in Calabasas. She leaves Chris a message. She's like, honey, it's me. You don't tell me what's going on doing swimsuit pictures. I'm on my way down there. And she's in her confessional. She's like, the most frustrating thing in my life is dealing with Chris. Because you know what? She doesn't tell me everything. I don't know what's going on. Then when Caitlin leaves, she asks Brody to take care of Kendall and Kylie, which you guys just are going to lose your mind. But, ugh. Julie. Brody babysitting Kendall and Kylie is cinematic genius. Gene. I would have watched a whole show of just that because I forgot how fucking wild they were. I have so much to say when we get there. And also, by the way, the fucking um, porn star babysitter from the last episode is shaking. Oh, agreed. Right? Agreed. So, okay, next scene, we're back in Mexico. The girls are finishing glam before their photo shoot. And... This was very interesting, like for me. I know it's such a small detail, but I thought it was interesting. Did you? Very. So Kim has a sarong on around her waist and Chloe goes to 
Courtney, she's like, why would you tell her to wear it? And Courtney's like, I don't know, just to cover her jiggly ass when we're walking around. And Chloe's like, she doesn't have a jiggly ass. It's fine. Her ass makes money, honey. And Kim goes, my jiggle's out for the world to see. There's no covering it, honey. And Chloe in her confessional is like, Courtney's such a bitch. 29 minutes before this photo shoot and she's already giving him a complex. I will beat her ass and give her a fucking complex. And Chloe goes to Courtney, don't break her confidence because you will fail. And Courtney's like, I, I said Kim looks great. Her stomach looks flat. I just said, cover your butt. And Kim's like, but my stomach looks cellulating. And Chloe's like, no, it doesn't. This was, this dynamic here, it was like, when I was watching it, I was like, present day makes sense right now. Right? It made sense. It was, yeah, this scene was, that was so, so like reminiscent of today. A lot of stuff, like there was so much stuff in this episode that just like didn't age well and wouldn't fly today. And that's fine. I mean, that happens. It was filmed about 14 years ago. Like I totally get it, but I agree, like, they're sisters, I'm not, like, but I agree with Chloe, like, you're fucking about to do a bathing suit photo shoot, do you need to critique her body? That's, like, the one time you want to feel fully empowered. Yeah, no, it was so unnecessary. Also, like, I always forget that Kim's ass wasn't, like, what it is now. Like, when the show first started, like, I feel like having an ass wasn't the thing. No. It really wasn't. And I actually, you know what, I can't help but wonder what my life would be like if Kim never made asses a thing. (laughs) Well, that's like a very interesting topic that I don't want to get into now, but it's like, this could, that it could be its own podcast episode. The fact that like, not to get deep, but like that women's bodies have become like trends. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that assets on women's bodies have become trends, which is like the most toxic thing in the entire world. And I remember that shift happening after the Kardashians and like around that time. And it wasn't just them. There was a lot of, but when curves started to become a thing that people were like, okay, we have to acknowledge this because we're making it that like, you have to be completely flat to be attractive. No, it was it, exactly. It was a very, when they came on the scene, you know, like, I guess what it was is when I was watching this, right. We think of Kim now is this like sex goddess, right. She's, she's described as the most um, physically desired woman, like all, all of these things that we hear associated with her and to see her being so self-conscious about her body, which I look at, and I'm like, wow, you are so beautiful. I have to put myself in her mindset of like, at the time that wasn't considered like quote beautiful. Which is so interesting now, because I think there are so many people and probably rightfully so that have like, who view the Kardashians bodies, right. As like part of the problem where it's like, you guys have these like societally standard, whatever, incredible bodies. But then you also have to remember that like, there's that juxtaposition where when they first came on, that wasn't the case. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy to say this, but at the time they were considered like, quote, fat. It's a very, I don't know. I really dislike the fact that society dictates what is considered attractive, like for women. And it's a lot less, I mean, I know you can make the argument like the whole quote, rise of the dad bot, et cetera. But it's not as, it's never as drastic with men as it is with women. And no. it's, it's well, a very- because Also with men, quite frankly, there's less options for it to be as drastic. No, it's true. It's true. It's just, an, I just don't like, I don't know. It, it's not to be discussed right now, but it's like a very, it's a narrative that I'm already seeing coming up a lot in the show and we're only on episode three. And I know at the time it was totally subconscious, but watching it through a 2020 lens is really, really interesting. Well, there's yeah. so many things that when you're watching through a 2020 lens, you're like, you're like, how is that kosher or how they get away with that? Or how is that not a problem? And it wasn't even like, no one, no one thought twice about it when it happened at the time. It's only with a 2020 lens that we think it's off. 
No, it's very true, which is why I'm saying watching this show or probably any reality show at this time with in like with the knowledge that we all have now is a very unique experience that I really recommend everyone doing, even if the Kardashians aren't your thing. Although if you're listening to this, they probably are like just we should all just pick a reality show and watch it together, kind of like a book club, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, think about what happened just now with America's Next Top Model. Oh, that's, by the way, Julie, like I'm waiting for something huge to break so we can talk about it on the podcast because when Jay Manuel made his statement, I was like, wow, okay, we're going here, you know? Well, Tyra spoke too and she basically was like, yeah, I'm very regretful of the things, but like you also have to remember it was the time. And it was, it was reality TV. And that's the other piece of reality TV that we all forget is that reality TV only exists as long as the viewership does. I know. It's really, yeah, very interesting. Anyway, so next scene, we're back in Calabasas and Caitlin's kind of packing to go to Mexico. And she says, she says goodbye. And she's like, bro, this is scary for me to say, but you're in charge. Which like, I'm like, yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) And Caitlin's in the car and she's like, probably the most important thing in my life is to protect these girls. You know, you see what happened with Kim and her sex tape. They really have to watch what they're doing because just a little thing can get totally blown out of proportion. Which like made me just like, um, I'm having a little bit of a hard time with my words. I just want you to know that when sentences come out well, it takes a lot of effort. I don't know why. I think I just talked a lot today. But that's okay. It's an experience that I'm having that I wanted to share with you. So just be patient no, with me. That's okay. Don't worry. Take your time, please. I'm more to be. Thanks. Um, no, I was just saying that it really shows how, yes, she was always conservative, but the sex tape really rocked her in a way that was different than the rest of them. Like, I think she felt as the dad of the family is the like quote protector of the family that it was her responsibility to keep them like safe quote safe. Yeah. I mean, there was a huge amount of protection from her coming to the family, which again is a really interesting stepdad dynamic. Mm -hmm. So we're now in Mexico for this photo shoot. And you guys remember this again, this is one of those scenes where it just sticks out. Like Julie, you remember where you were when you saw this scene, right? Yes. It is the photo shoot. There's the sandcastle that is a spray painted green and gold dollar sign. And it's for Ashley Page bikinis and uniquely Ashley Page is there, which doesn't always happen. The designer isn't always at the shoot, but in this case she was, and she was very hands-on. I mean, Ashley Page was not, was not losing a trip to Casa, uh, to Casa Aramara. There was just no way. As soon as she found out it was an on-site photo shoot, she was there. She was there. And, you know, of course, they're in the middle of their photo shoot. They have their fucking hair is like, oh my God, their hair is like, uh, what am I trying to, that season, what was that show on Dallas, on, on Bravo about the Dallas people? I just forgot the name, but where it's like the, the higher the hair, the closer to God. That was the vibe here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly correct. I didn't watch the show, but that's exactly correct. Once yeah. you said the tagline, I was like, oh yeah, I see where you're going with that. Right. I forget. I'm sure we'll get inboxes. I just can't remember right now. But anyway, and of course, mid photo shoot, Kaylin arrives. I mean, what timing. What fucking timing, right? I mean, first of all, let's just talk about how gullible we were at the time. Because we're supposed to believe that Brody is playing golf in the early morning, maybe early afternoon with Brody, okay? Then she gets on a plane. She makes gets a flight, no problem, makes perfect timing down to Mexico, and walks into the house just as they're starting the photo shoot. And at the time, I was like, wow. And think twice, right? Did Julie, not for a second. I was like, it's unbelievable how that worked out. Yeah, like, you're like, wow. They must have a lot of flights. 
Yeah, like I said, I was like, I didn't realize how easy it was to catch a flight because at that time, we, what the fuck did we know? No, we knew nothing. We knew not, nothing. Not only were we so naive as to the production behind reality television, we were also so naive about like how planes work. Like to us, you know what I mean? Like we, we never flown alone at that age. Yeah, what are we, the Wright brothers? It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's so funny. I wish we could name this episode that. Okay. Which, by the way, I think going forward, we should just name all of these episodes, like season one, episode three recap for the people that don't know about it. Yeah. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. I think this is a good time to make a little PSA. How do you think? What do you think? What PSA are you making? <laughs> no, by the way, it's 1145 at night, but we get our best work done at night. I just want to say, like, I don't have any formal plan here. I'm kind of just talking out loud. But the biggest issue with us, which you guys, we've always been transparent about, is the fact that, like, we don't promote our podcasts in our grid, which is a really big disservice to us because the amount of people that see our stories is obviously less than the amount of people that see what's in the grid. So, like, we need to figure out a way for our followers to, like, share it more. Like, I don't know what we're going to have to figure out, but, like, post the podcast and tag because I feel like we just need to get the word out. Like you, every single person who's listening right now, I know you know someone who would want to recap season one Kardashians with us, but like doesn't know this exists, right? Absolutely. So this is a call to action to everyone. Just get the fucking word out. Let's do this shit. Like I know we have to get better about being less embarrassed about self-promotion, but as while we're on that journey, can you just help us get there? I feel like is a, is the, what I want to say. What a great little PSA. Thanks, Joel. I love you so much. I love you too. So, you know, again, they they stop um, in their tracks and they see Caitlin. And Caitlin's like, hey, guys. And Chris is like, oh, shit. And Caitlin's my like, heart fucking dropped. Not even the first time I saw it. My heart dropped that time the, the, when I was watching it just now. See, like, why was I gullible? Oh, my God. I was so nervous. I was, <laughs> why am I still gullible? <laughs> I'm like sweating as I'm talking about this. I'm like, oh, my God, Chris, Chris, Chris like, why'd you do this? It was going to backfire. I knew it was going to backfire. <laughs> no exactly yeah and Chris is like what are you doing here and Caitlin goes why do you guys lie to me like this all the time I mean you said you were coming down here for what a girls weekend and you're doing this no Brody tells me that you're doing some girls gone wild video I left them there with the kids that's how bad it got and you know Chris is just like fucking not having it like she is mortified I think don't you think 
Oh my God. You know how, you know how mortified Chris is that she never even makes a comment about the fact that Kayla left the kids alone with Brody over a weekend. (laughs) She forgot about that almost. Although he was really a step up from the fucking babysitter from last night. I guess that's that's true. Yeah. And this was the funniest thing ever. Courtney is like very seriously trying to explain to Caitlin that this is a quote, very classy photo shoot. Like really trying, like you can see Courtney is genuinely trying to get Caitlin to understand that like we're classy girls, we're doing it. Meanwhile, like it it was just so funny. It was really fun. Also like Courtney really cared that Caitlin was upset. Yeah, it was interesting to see their relationship. Like she was the one that was kind of consoling Caitlin. Well, I also forgot, like, I think I forgot a lot about what their relationship was like. Whereas, like, I would have expected in my head, like, the way I remembered it or thought I remembered it, that, like, when Caitlin would do something, they would just be like, they would not listen or they would ignore on purpose. And I expected it to be kind of like a, not that they ever said this to Caitlin, but like a, you're not my dad situation. And they never once even came close to hinting at that. It was like, they knew Caitlin was upset and they felt bad about that. Like, they felt bad that Caitlin had been lied to. Because I don't think this is what we were saying last time. Like, actually, we we were we were talking about with Caitlin's other kids, but like that tension that is now the situation between the kids and Caitlin. Like, if someone would have told me when I was watching the show, I would have been like, "You are there's no fucking way, nothing's going to come between them." Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, they really respected her, and I think that they really. It wasn't like you know she came in and broke up their family. Chris and Rob were divorced and Caitlin came in and was nothing but a loving, devoted father to them. And it's interesting because I think from Caitlin's perspective, I think at the time she felt like she didn't have their full respect. But when you watch it back, I really feel like she did. Same. It's not until later scenes when it com- when you start to feel like she didn't. Right. And, you know, Caitlin says like, why don't you ever talk to me about anything? Chris goes, you're so conservative and you're always honest to just behave a certain way. And Caitlin goes, well, the high road is always the good road. Isn't that amazing? And Chris is like, we're not doing anything wrong or explicit or crazy. And again, this just like was one of those things that doesn't age well, I felt. Yeah. No, not at all. You know, like, like it was the classic example of like women being criticized for being sexy, which... Also, I, what I wanted to say to Caitlin was like, you should see the shit they're doing now. You think this is bad? Right. I mean, first of all, the next episode is her doing Playboy. So you should have saved your argument for them. Right. Okay. Next scene, we're back in Calabasas at the ranch. Everybody take a deep breath. It's This is the best scene. This is the best scene. It's Kylie, Kendall, and Brody. And I want to just start by saying, Julie, like you said earlier, I completely forgot how rambunctious of kids Kylie and Kendall were. They were wild. They were wild and they were just on like that line of young enough that they're rambunctious and have so much energy and can't calm down and have to jump on everything. But almost at the point where they like are starting to be like almost teenagers. So they think like so adult and they want to have these like really like inappropriate conversations, but they don't really know what it means. So it's such an interesting like age that they're at. Yeah, it is. It's like reality TV. Perfect. They're on the cusp. Right. Anyway, so the the dynamic between Kylie and Kendall and Brody is interesting because I think they, like, they idolized him, you know? Oh, definitely. And they're kind of just, like, fucking around with him, taking his hat, et cetera. And Brody's like, can you relax for five minutes? And Kylie's like, come on, we have to go to my room. They're pushing him, they're shoving him. And Kendall's like, come on, let's go, brother from another mother. (laughs) I just loved it. I don't know why. And Brody's like, please, just leave me alone for five minutes. And Kendall kicks him in the balls and he falls to the ground. I remember this so vividly. 
so vividly, I know. Because I remember I was watching it in my at the time, however old I was, and my dad was like in the room with me. And I remember him like audibly being like, oh, and I was like, you okay? And he's like, you don't know what that feels like. Yeah, dads always do that. Right? Dads always have to have sympathy for like, even when it's like, oh, you're, that is so true. I like never even thought about it. When you're watching a cartoon and it happens, dad's like, oh, ow. And you're like, oh, shut up. Yeah, they, no, it must be a thing. I mean, I've never experienced that sort of pain, but it must really be that bad. Yeah, I mean, obviously I have no idea, but I, I, I never thought they were faking it, but I do think they're a little dramatic. Yeah. So now fucking Frankie Delgado, who we saw him in the last episode because Kim was interviewing him to potentially be one of her managers. We also obviously know him from the Hills and he is Brody's manager at the time. And he comes to the house and Brody is like, thank God I have some sort of relief, right? Also, if you were watching the show and Frankie Delgado was in the first two episodes, like I would have thought that Frankie was being set up to be a main character. First of all, same. Why did he have such a huge role? Why was he in the first, like, two out of three episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? That is hilarious, by the way. Um, And Brody says to him, you know, he's like, I thought you were going to bring chicks over. And Frankie's like, I thought you had chicks here. And Brody looks at Kendall and Kylie's like, yep, here they are. (laughs) So, you know, Brody's like, listen, you guys mess with Frankie. Like, let me lay down. And he, this, this guy does not know what he's getting himself into. Like, the thing with Kendall and Kylie, which, again, I didn't have siblings. I can't relate. Like, they were, like, aggressive, you know? Yeah. Well, I did have siblings, so I can relate. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a lot of aggression going on. Like, I never went through this phase that they went through of, like, hitting shit. Yeah. I mean, they were particularly, like, hyper. Right. But, yeah, they definitely were, like, in a little bit of... I, yeah, I'm trying to remember being 12. I can't remember. It's I think right. I probably went through it. We can't remember anything. Right before we were starting this episode, we were trying to remember what happened in the end of the last episode that we did. And Julie, like we, for the life of us, we couldn't remember. We had to go to the outline. I can't, my memory, it's really a problem. Yeah. Remember that person that inboxed us once and they were like, it's not cute that your memory is so messed up. And I was like, I know it's not cute. Nobody <laughs> wants to do that. They wanted us to stop smoking. <laughs> it's not, for, we, we don't smoke enough for that to be the case. I know people think- that I've always had a bad memory. Yeah. I've never- it's always been this thing. Like I, I knew I had a bad memory when I was younger and they would t- we would talk about the house that we lived in before we moved into the one we had now. And my little sister was two when we moved and she like could perfectly remember it. And I've never been able to remember what the old house looked like. Yeah, I, I understand that. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends. So I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Then the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code CELEBS. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like 
I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. So the next scene, we're back in Mexico and Courtney goes in again to talk to Caitlin. And she's like, I know that you're mad. I just wanted to say, you know, we would never do anything that would make us look not classy. And you know, we're just not like that. And Caitlin goes, but you know, in today's society, what kind of wild and crazy media you got, you have to watch what you do because you'll pay dearly on the internet and all that junk out there. You got to really watch what you do. And Courtney goes, this is very tasteful what we're doing. You know, Ashley Page is really respectful. Cut to Ashley Page being a fucking psycho, by the way, but we'll get to that. And Caitlin goes, the the problem is primarily with your mother that, you know, she's saying that they were going away on a girl's weekend and instead you're working down here. And Courtney goes, I mean, I don't think she should have lied to you, but I think that she did lie because she just felt that you wouldn't have said, no, 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 you guys can't do it. And Caitlin's like, well, since when has that ever stopped you? <laughs> right, exactly. Which is like fair points all around. You know what else is like so funny to me mm. is that I get it that like in light of the sex tape, Caitlin's like very concerned about the way they come off and the way they're perceived. But like, it's not like they're going to be perceived any worse. Like the sex tape's done. It's out. There's no, there's no worse from there. Right. And also what's interesting is like Chris never struck, struck, struck. What's the past? Struck me. Struck. I'm telling you, I'm having a hard time with my words. That's okay. We all have those days. (laughs) This episode's a hot mess. (laughs) I, I, I like, I kind of love it though. It's nice to feel a little unhinged. Don't you? Yeah, I do. This feels like a Patreon episode a little. I do like it until I have to do the edits. There's not that many. Is There's not as many as you think. Okay, keep going, keep going. This yeah. episode is literally so all over the place. It's okay. Um, Chris, the other thing is like, Chris never struck me as being this like ultra conservative. Like sex tape or no sex tape, Kayla knew what she was getting herself into when she married Chris Jenner, you know? I so agree. Yeah. Okay, I so agree. So we're back in Calabasas now and Brody wants to get them in the pool. Like it's, they're just as back and forth. They go outside, he tries to lock them out. They come in, you know, they're like, hitting Brody. It was just, they're basically just flashing back to show what the fuck Brody is going through back in California. And I'm so glad that they did. Yeah. God damn though. These girls were wild. Yeah. Literally they were crazy. What I wanted to say to Kylie is like, you don't even like, it's just, I can't look at personalities. Like Kylie's personality obviously isn't like that now, but the way they are is very like, similar like their personalities haven't changed they've matured but it's still like Kylie's still like the more out there one Kendall was a little bit quieter like I think they're very reminiscent of the way they are today I completely agree with you very much so like you said they just matured not changed right 
So next thing they're in Mexico and they've been doing the shoot for a really long time. And we start to see Ashley getting increasingly frustrated and, you know, Kim and Chloe, I mean, sorry. Yeah, no, Kim and Chloe are saying how Ashley's driving them nuts. The shoot's stressing them out. And Courtney goes, Ashley Page is insane. I'm ready to shove a taco up her ass. <laughs> I love Courtney. You know what? I'll always have a soft spot for Courtney, no matter what she does. It's so important that we're watching this season because I felt like we needed this infusion of Courtney love. Like we, personally, I was lacking it a little. Yeah, same. I so agree. And for a second here, the camera pans to Scott and Courtney laying on the couch. I swear to God, I had heart palpitations. I know. Did you think it was current? <laughs> like for a second. I know. And Ashley goes, she's like, that's the difference. She looks at them on the couch and she goes, that's the difference between a working model who makes their living off of working and whatever they are. Uh, so. You know what? That was always the thing about Kardashians that I liked was that they always like showed sides of the Kardashians that just wasn't positive. Like there was no reason that that line had to be left in, but they did it. And I always liked that about the show. I always appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't try to paint themselves in this perfect light. Like they showed, they were showing how the designer that they were hired to do this thought that they were being unprofessional. Right. Which by the way, when I was looking back, I don't think they were being that. I think that they were fine. No, I think that they were just, I also think this was probably the first thing that they really, and they didn't make a big deal out of this, but it was really the first thing that the three of them did together. That was like a big campaign. Yeah. And Chloe says in her confession, she's like, I want to work with a fucking professional designer, not you psychotic freak. What I wanted to say about that is clearly at the time it was fine, but now, like current day, they could have the worst experience. They would never speak a bad word. No. Like that's something we have heard from literally everyone that has ever been in their orbit. Like they treat everybody they work with well and like they won't, like they would never go on a show and say something negative even if they had a bad experience. It's just not, yeah, no, it's just not who they are. Yeah. But again, those are like tricks of the trade that they didn't know at the time. They didn't have to have that same level of diplomacy. Right. They're so young here. It's oh, it's like literally the fresh start of who they are. Like they're we are literally watching them learn the industry. I Julie, I cannot believe we have this footage. I there there are times that I felt that way too where I'm like, "Oh my god, like I wanted Kendall and Kylie to like see themselves when they were young, like it was a home video, but then I realized it was a TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. I, I, um, I kind of got, this is like such a random reference, but Ramona Singer and Avery have been watching early seasons of Real Housewives of New York and she's been putting it on her story. And I always wonder like what this must be like for Kylie to do the same, yeah. you know? So I always wonder. So we're back in Calabasas now and Kylie's like, what's Girls Gone Wild again? And Brody's like, who told you about Girls Gone Wild? And Kylie's like, isn't that thing where they like lift their shirts? She's like running around, like fake lifting her shirt. And I was like, stop. Like, I, this is, I remember this so clearly. I was like, oh my God, they're crazy. I was getting really uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. I just, they're just very young for this. Yeah, they are young. You know, but then again, it's like they're young and it's so harmless because what do they really know at the time? No, they exactly. They don't. It was just like watching it back. I don't know. And, and, um, Brody says, he's like, if I see you lift up your shirt one more time, talking about girls gone wild, you're going to be grounded. I love Brody in a protective older brother role. I know. Same. I'm like, fuck me up. So Kendall and Kylie run into Chris's room. They grab the big camera, which that's, that was, if you wanted a video at the time, you're taking this clunker out. You are committed to the motherfucking cause you know oh my god I remember first of all I never had a camera that big but people used to just carry around video cameras like it was nothing 
uh, now, if I, I would never carry anything heavier than my phone. First of all, the fact that my dad took so many videos, considering the lugging that had to take place, makes me have a whole new level of respect for him. Because it's one thing to take out an iPhone. It's another thing when you are literally taking out like, you know, what, 30 pounds altogether? And you know what? You know what? They filmed fucking everything. Everything, Julie. We have the dumbest shit on our home videos where I was like, when were you, did you ever think that you were going to watch like my first grade dance recital again? Like at what point did you think you were just going to sit down with dad and like watch me do a terrible job dancing at ballet in first grade? First of all, I like need to see that immediately, if not sooner. No, never. I would never, (laughs) never. So... Um, they get the video camera and Kylie's on the pole in their room. Kendall's videoing her. They're screaming girls gone wild. Frankie's in there and he's like, no, no, no. I got to shoot this, which again, in retrospect, I'm like, what I got uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I like, I clearly he meant no harm by it, but it's just watching it back. You're just like, God damn it. You know? Right. Exactly. And Kylie goes to the camera. She's like, Girls Gone Wild is like this. And she like lifts her shirt, not all the way, just her belly button. She's running around the pole and Frankie's filming them. And he's like, you girls are a little crazy, but you know what? I'm going to start managing you. We're going to put this on YouTube or something because it's going to be amazing. And Rudy walks in and like, keep in mind, this is fucking his, like his best friend slash manager. And he walks in and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Frankie's like, listen, it's their sizzle reel, bro. Like they need a reel. And Brody's like, turn that thing off. You are not managing my little sister at a fucking stripper pole. Which is a fair point. <laughs> I mean, let's keep in mind they are 12. Oh my God. They were babies. Yeah. So next scene, we're back in Mexico. I know we're going back and forth a lot here, but you guys are getting a lot of mileage in. And Chloe comes into Kim and Courtney and she says that Ashley isn't sure that she got the billboard shot yet. And Kim and Courtney are like, what the fuck else does this woman want from us, basically? Right. So Ashley has them get in the water and Kim goes, Courtney and Chloe and I are about to pass out. Hopefully we'll put together our inner Beyonce and get the shot that Ashley wants. Julie. Don't you wish you could have told Kim in that moment that a couple of years later she would be marrying Kanye and Beyonce wouldn't come to her wedding? I have to tell you, I'm so glad you just said that because I was watching that episode waiting for you to say that. Really? Like, That's so funny. That yeah, it was that. the first thought. Like, Kim, we, at the time, Kim saying Beyonce didn't mean anything. Kim saying Beyonce now carries a whole other level of meaning. I honestly feel that way whenever any celebrity like mentions a higher level celebrity that they didn't know at the time. Like, first of all, like perfect example, Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, like Megan Thee Stallion crying about how it was always her life goal to record something with Beyonce. And then it actually happening is like the perfect example of that. Yeah. So true. Um, so Ashley's like checking their photos from the day to make sure they got the shot. They did. Thank God, obviously. And you know, they, they kiss, they make up. Ashley thanks them for being such good sports, which I was like, Bitch, you were just talking shit about them five minutes ago. Yeah, like we got the footage. Don't, <laughs> what's, what's the TikTok? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I, I know what it is, but I can't sing it. So we're yeah. just gonna have to move on. Also, um, Ashley, by the way, we looked it up. She had some sort of a reality show or something. Yeah, it was called, hold on. I'll, I'll pull it up. I had it on. It was like bikini or bust or something like that. And it was like about her swimwear line. Yeah. I mean, clearly she was, she was loving the camera. Like she was into the whole vibe, you know? Oh my God. She was so into it. You know, what's funny though, is like watching the way they all interacted together. Like it was so clearly like they're seasoned vets now. Like when they do a photo shoot, it's like in out, they got the shot. It took them all day to get a shot because they didn't know what they were doing really. They had no idea and, and understandably so, you know, they were new to this. 
Yeah, her reality show was Bikini or Bust. And it was on for one season in 2008. Oh my God. So Kayla now comes in to talk to Chris and she's in her confessional. She's like, I can't believe my wife of 15 years, 16 years lied to me. This really upsets me. And, you know, Caitlin's like, she walks in and Chris is like, where are you? You know, I've been looking for you. And Caitlin's like, I went for a walk. I talked to Courtney. It mainly comes down to you. You know, you guys take off like this and, you know, I find out other things were going on and it bothers me. And Chris is like, it's my fault because I wasn't honest with you and I didn't tell you. And, you know, you're so used to us girls coming down here for a little R&R. And Caitlin's like, I don't want to hash it all over again. And Chris says in her confessional, she's like, I feel really sick over the situation. And I never, I realized that I should never lie to my husband again. They apologize. They make up. And Caitlin goes, you know, I need to go take a shower. And Chris is like, come on, let's go. I'll help you. Best shower you ever had. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, any, when Chris is, I don't care if it's with fucking Caitlin. I don't care if it's with Corey Gamble. When Chris gets in that mode, I'm like, yes, I love that you have a high sex drive. I hope I have that sex drive at your age. Let's do it. You know, Chris does have a high sex drive. She does. It's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So, you know, Caitlin's like, listen, I had a good time, but I just need to know what's going on at home. They get back into the house. (laughs) Brody, you can see he has like, he's never been happier that he's not alone with them anymore. Yeah, no, this was, this was the best day of his life that they came home. Yeah. And Caitlin said, she's like, you know, Brody seems fine. I mean, the girls seem fine, but Brody seems like a mess, which he's in the same outfit that he was when they left. I don't know if that was planned or not, but he's, he really does seem like he's having some difficulty. Well, he had to be in the same outfit then because remember, this was a spur of the moment planning that he was going to babysit them. Do you see what just happened there in 2020? I was just fooled. For, I was well, really, yeah. yeah, you literally were. You were like, I can't imagine why he's in the same clothes. I was like, you think he didn't change for two days? <laughs> I got to <laughs> tell you, got Brody's personality like doesn't turn me on by any means, but where no. does his, you know, um, uh, frequent appearances in Daily Mail, Snapchats, if you know what I mean. But he's so goddamn sexy. Maybe that's why Rob was hotter to me because Rob had the personality to match. That's true. Maybe, yeah, but Brody kind of did at the time too. I'm saying as yeah. I've gotten to know him more, I've, I've, I'm not that into him, but I'm into him from a looks perspective. But I'll tell you what, I'm excited to continue to examine the Brody versus Rob debate as the show goes on. Julie, we were fucking born to do that. I think I actually was. I think I was put on this planet to debate Rob versus Brody. And also to test the cookie jars in the Kylie Cosmetics office to see if they're stale. Ah. It's just something I know I'd be amazing at. Like, do you ever see something and you're like, oh shit, I'd be so good at that? Yeah. That's that for me. I do. So the next scene, which is two days later, apparently, the girls are in dash. They never do that anymore, by the way. Like tell you how many days later? No. Like when they, they're like, here's, here's the episode. You want to come up with a, a timeline? You want to decide how many days after? You do that on your own time. Yeah, they give us nothing these days. You're so right. So they're in the dash in dash and they're on the phone with Joe Francis and he's still in jail. And they're like, hi, Joe. And Kim is <laughs> Kim like fully thinks that they're in Charlie's angels. Yeah. And Kim's like, it's so like Charlie's angels. And Joe's like, except Charlie's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like joking about coming into jail and breaking him out. And Kim's like, wait, we shouldn't be saying this while you're there. And Kim's like, and Joe's like, yeah, I really think the government's going to buy that. The Kardashian girls are coming and breaking me out of jail, which like, I think that was the exact moment that Kim was like, you know what? Exactly what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. (laughs) I think that was the moment Kim was like, Joe Francis thinks I can't get him out of prison. Just you fucking wait. I hate anyone out of prison. (laughs) 
And Courtney asks Joe, like, how he liked the pictures. And he's like, she's like, do you think we're sexy? And he's like, I think you're so hot. I wish I was there. Chloe's like, what about me? Aren't I the prettier one? And and Joe's like, yes, you're the prettiest one. And it's just hilarious, like, watching them on the phone with him. They were kind of, like, fawning over him in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's very funny. It's, It's, like, just interesting in retrospect. I think they... I think this is, like, a very... Somebody could definitely say I'm reaching here and I recognize that. Like this could have just been a scene and that's it. But I almost feel like the way that Kim interacted with him very much sets the scene for like, she's a, she knows what she's doing when she identifies someone who could be helpful in her career. Absolutely. It kind of like butters them up and not in a manipulative way, just in like a smart businesswoman way. Like to me, this wasn't her being like some dumb girl. This was her being like, listen, I want him, well, I got to keep him on the good side. I want him to continue to work with us for future projects. Like let's give him some love. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? It does. I think Kim just has impeccable people skills is what it comes down to. I think she reads, I think what Kim does really well is that she reads people and, and adjusts the way she needs to act to fit what they want. Yeah, I agree. Like whatever they want the interaction to be, she is able to adjust herself to her personality and the way she speaks to give herself the best possible outcome while also making them happy. Mm-hmm. Well said. Completely agree with you. And it's actually very evident, not only in these scenes, but of course, as it continues. Right. Definitely. So we end with Caitlin and Chris are back in their master bedroom and Caitlin puts the video in the video player of when Brody babysat. And it's the video that Frankie was filming of Kendall and Kylie on the stripper pole. And Caitlin's like, what the fuck is this? And Chris walks in and Chris is like, I'm going to kill Brody. And that's when it ends. Oh my God. What a classic line, Chris, I'm going to kill Brody. And what an episode, what a line, what a life. Like, you know, Julie, I just love this. I do too. Like, I just... I don't know. I'm so happy. This makes me so happy. Like I'm going to walk out of this closet that I'm sitting in and my dad's going to be like, you're so happy. And I'm like, yeah, like this is my fucking job. I love this. I'm so grateful. I feel the exact same way, obviously. And you know something? I'm so bad at watching shit that I would not watch this if we didn't have to do a podcast on it. And I feel so lucky that we're forced to because it's making me relive these times. A hundred percent because I would never go back and watch it on my own. Yeah, same. Anything you'd like to add? I think that's it, kid. Okay. We love you guys. As always, if you feel so inclined to leave a review, it really, really helps us. And if you don't, even just five stars. Also, I just want to say, like, if there's something that you'd like us to change or like have a nice, friendly suggestion, like you can always just send an email to comments by celebs pod instead of writing it. And there's like, some people will literally be like, I love the podcast more than anything. It's amazing. Like, Maybe you could just add timestamps and give it fucking one star. Like, just tell us that in an email. Like, since that person wrote that, I have been adding the timestamps for the Beverly Hills recap because that's what they asked for. You know? I know. I know. I the one the one the other day, and I know that whoever it is isn't listening right now. When they were like, "Hey, how much you talk about the Kardashians?" and there's a whole episode one star. I'm like, just don't listen. I literally like, put that in. Like, we try so hard to separate it for that exact reason that you're going to give us one star. Like, what I'm so confused about is we've purposely in the regular episode did a Kardashian recap so that if you don't want to listen, you can fast forward because I get it. It's not for everyone, but clearly the demand was high enough that it's sustainable of us to have a show, another isolated Kardashian show once a week that does equally as well as our regular show. And like literally just don't listen. Right. <laughs> like, no, no problem. We're just going to stop doing it because you don't like it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I just don't understand people. 
Like, I know. Totally, you can be not be people's cup of tea. That's totally fine. But I just could never imagine going on and writing like a. Rev- I don't know. It's just. It's just. I can't put myself in that thought process. I guess. I know. I know. I don't know. Anyway, because I think also when you don't realize unless you're in it, like what that those reviews, like the impact that it can have, you know, and you're yeah, totally. it, maybe we're just hypersensitive to it because we're in this space now. I don't know. Whatever it is. Anyway, we are so grateful for you guys. We love the fuck out of you. You are like our people. And I feel, I said this last time and I'm going to keep saying it. I feel like this virtual community is getting us through quarantine. And oh my God, Julie. What? You would say the fucking Webbies. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> You guys, we won both of the Webby's people's vote in um, people's choice vote in both of the categories. And that's hugely thanks to you guys. So thank you so much. It was the most exciting day. My dad was crying. It was so emotional. Julie's mom texted me because Julie was sleeping. It was like, well, I didn't give her the reaction. She wanted, she woke me up and I was like, I was like, oh great. And then I fell back to sleep. Like I didn't even like, it didn't even register for me. And then later I walked out and she was like, you know, I texted Emma this morning because you didn't give me the reaction I wanted. And I was like, you that whenever you want. <laughs> she knew I was going to have a fuckload of exclamation. Because I never give her the reaction she wants. And you always will. I always do. I know. Anyway, okay, we love you guys so, so, so much. We will see you next week for our regular episode. <laughs>